one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Freaking, freaking, freaking. You're listening to the premier automotive and lifestyle podcast with Mark Anthony Murray and Sean Rosa. This is Through the Apex. Welcome to Through the Apex, another awesome episode. I'm Mark Anthony Murray. And I am Sean Rosa. What is up? How was your week? It was excellent. It was very busy. I actually uh, got a lot done to do with Through the Apex and a lot of other, actually another organization, Lift Africa. Shout out to Peter. Uh, Give a brief shout out to that. There's more things coming with that and I'll publicize them later on, but excellent guy, excellent movement. Uh, Really glad to be a part of that and and get some things, get some humanitarian-esque things popping with health and wellness. I actually get more done with Through the Apex at work than I do at work. I don't know if I should admit that because I don't know who's listening to this. Um, but <laughs> Turn it off now, employers. <laughs> Turn it off employers, now. Employers, no. We're not us. No, but... Um, I'm Bob Dole. Yeah, we're actually... Uh, just some news. We have a couple things. Um, we have a Twitter now. Yes, we do. Twitter and Instagram. Through the underscore apex for both. See, that's easier to remember than my own handles. Yes, because he has a different handle for everything. So if you want to yell at us, if you want to be included into the conversation, just uh, go to through the underscore apex. (laughs) It's actually kind of challenging because I don't know where the underscore goes quite yet. Um, Just include one for everything. Just like after each word (laughs) and before each word. I tried that. They wouldn't let me. Um, Apparently, our name through the apex is too long for twitter oh so i try to do through underscore through the apex pod it was a whole thing you could just do like thru then the letter d like how people talk and oh then, yeah and then apex no nah, that'd have been awful that'd look real ghetto <laughs> i wouldn't have liked that they'd be like they'd look at us like yeah that's those guys yeah. yeah then then we wouldn't be able to get into auto shows or anything like that yes which we will be a part of we're actually going to be at the DC Auto Show this week. But of course, by the time you hear this, we have we would have already gone and you'll hear the audio for the following week. We're actually in the future right now, believe it or not. Sean and I exist a week in advance. Yes, we've already seen everything and um, we are just going to hold out for some reason. We know who won the Super Bowl. Who, who is your Super Bowl pick, actually? I'm going to go with Philadelphia. That's, that's who you want to go with or that's who you think is going to win? Both. Really? I'm actually fearful for the state of Philadelphia, because I don't know how much of it is going to be left standing after the Eagles win. But what they should do, I had a conversation with one of my coworkers who's a Philly fan. I was like, they should just take the ring away if they riot. <laughs> it's like, if you guys, dis- if you guys destroy one, if you guys set off one firecracker, one, we're taking the ring one away. trash can on fire. In fact, we'll put, the ri- we'll put the ring in the trash can that you lit. <laughs> Yo, it's funny though. Cause like, they're going to riot if they win. They're going to riot if they lose. <laughs> like, they're, I don't understand. And it doesn't matter the sport. It just doesn't matter. Oh, it absolutely doesn't. It just doesn't, doesn't matter. They'll have, like, they'll make up a sport. I was um, in Philly this past weekend. Me and my fiance were doing, um, we were looking for wedding venues. But we went to the city. And we have, we, I'm a big wrestling fan. So we attended a uh, event called NXT TakeOver. Mm-hmm. And it's insane how crazy the fans are for all their sports oh yeah no matter it doesn't matter what season it is it doesn't matter what time of the day it is it doesn't matter if they're not at an eagles event or a flyers <laughs> event or sixers event they're always spelling their team's names for no reason at all what sport is this doesn't matter doesn't Throw the matter. trash can through the window now <laughs> spell it out now and yell it light it on fire but the food was really good in philly so i hope they don't burn down you didn't much. bring me back a sandwich 
Well, again, I think I texted you very uh, nonchalantly. I brought it back for you, but it was so soggy I had to throw it out. Should have overnighted it. <laughs> they have they have an app for that. Do they? No. Oh, damn it. That's the next thing. <laughs> like, if we can invent the next layer of Uber where it's like um, overnight food from like, like you can get a Chicago deep dish pizza from Chicago. Through the Uber. Through through the state line. <laughs> <laughs> Food services. We're expanding already. It's amazing. Tolls included. Yes. But um, I, I want the Philly to win, but I have a feeling that, um, I don't know, I think I think the Patriots might have the better. I don't know. Yeah, they, They're regulars. Their returns. I just kind of feel like the level of hunger and the hypeness is probably more palpable in Philadelphia. New England's like, all right, this is multiple rodeos here. We've got football genius god. You know, Belichick, the approaches generally. I don't know. Eh. Plus, the team's kind of falling apart. But we are not here to talk about football. <laughs> I like That's it. my timer. I put it on um, silent. silent, and it still makes noise. So we're Mar- not going to use a timer for the rest of the episode. Mario prevails. Yes, of course. Um, but again, it's we a good are- time, though. <laughs> if you look at the clock, it's like perfect at the two perfect minutes. five minutes, right? Yeah. Um, we're not here to talk about football. We're not here to talk about the timer. We're here to talk about cars car yeah. enthusiasm <laughs> and um we're gonna hit you with our top five news for the week what do you want to start with we have a, we actually really have a really nice curated um list of things to talk about this week that i'm really excited about it's very well balanced um actually it's funny because we got a little bit of talk about the the trucks from the last episode and a few folks were like oh you guys talked about pickup trucks for 28 minutes and i was like there are people that like pickup trucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's, you know, stop being a fanboy for cars. But uh, <laughs> actually, we can we can act, we can start from the bottom since we're starting with uh, probably the most re- some of the most recent news uh, is the Chevrolet Corvette ZR1. And I wanted to thank my cousin Kevin for this because he actually texted me at like six a.m. Mm-hmm. with a screenshot and it was like yo the zr1 broke the record blah 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 and i think you guys have heard me speak about this car on a previous podcast um but it actually the ford gt didn't even have the record for like five minutes and the ford gt record at virginia international raceway where this lap was set that's a really nice track by the way it's wild it's like the nurburgring of america i was gonna say mm-hmm. it really is it uh that lap in the ford gt was set by a racing driver mm-hmm. lol the lap record broken in the zr1 was a chevy engineer oh wow, it's like funny. chevy's just like we have engineers and they want to point that out they're <laughs> like we don't need racing drivers to set record setting laps we do this in our sleep we're a chevrolet you know what i mean so i thought that was pretty funny um two minutes 37 seconds uh the gt one minute one point not one minute if it's a minute faster <laughs> airplane it looks like an airplane uh but it's uh 1.37 seconds quicker uh, than the Ford GT was. I have a couple quotes here that I want to run through real quick. Uh, Road and Track Magazine says, also, Chevy claims it wasn't going for a record. Rather, the time was set during validation testing for the ZR1. What's next? Dodge takes a Viper ACR. They can't talk about They can't talk bad about the ACR. No. But they don't. They say, uh, sets a new record and then claims they didn't intend to set the record because a child was driving it. It was stuck in third gear the whole time and the kid parked it near where the oak trees were for a brief picnic. So wait, who's 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 this quote from? Road and track. It's full of disgruntled old men. So they're just mad because 
Well, I guess they just they're talking about the oh, we didn't claim to set the record. It just happened while we were out doing doing testing. I guess trying to play coy or something like that. You know, it's funny. I I read that Ford I don't know if this came before or after the new ZR one set the record, but Ford put out a statement that said, We're not into breaking records and setting lap times. (laughs) So I don't know if that came before or not. I, I probably should go back and look. But pretty bad timing because i didn't know this all this was going down yeah it just happened i mean it, it's no fault of the ford gt it just costs 400 grand they all sold out and it's slower than a car that costs a quarter of it right you know but what would you have though if you had to pick between the two zr1 zr1 yes definitely uh it just has a v8 and i love six cylinders but i'm not paying 400 grand for a six cylinder i'm not gonna do it and reportedly the ford gt hardly ever works Really? That's uh, that's Here John Cena gave his back. Yes, Yo, that man. was, and he got uh, uh, he got um, or he sold he see offhanded it. He broke a contract. He's supposed to have for two years, right? And he's like, you. So he got fined for that. He got yeah. <laughs> Trying to sue. I him. hope he made more on the car to cover the fine. <laughs> you know? It's like five dollars profit. <laughs> <laughs> he can afford it. He can afford it. Whatever. Yeah. But I mean, that was basically all I wanted to say about that. I mean. You say what you want about American cars. I mean, they're evolving. They've finally got stuff that can compete, and it's competing at a high level. So. I'm really excited about it because um, you've been talking about this car for a while. Yeah. Um, actually, since the pilot and before the pilot, when we were just talking mm-hmm. amongst ourselves, and um, we were talking about how, I mean, this is going to be the, their last hurrah until the mid-engine Corvette comes out. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, for someone like myself, I'm not, I've never been a big Corvette fan. I respect them. Sure. Um, because how can you not? You'd be a fool not to. Mm-hmm. Um, this one really perked me up a bit. I yeah. was like, wow, this is impressive. And uh, I'm excited. Now I'm even more so excited to see what they're going to do with the future mid-engine and, and so on. So I was really excited about that. For sure. Yeah. Um, one thing that I found really interesting is a report about... Um, I have to go through all my notes. My apologies. The future <laughs> of Porsche. Um, they have been talking about uh, the new hybrid Porsche 911, and apparently it's going to make 500 horsepower. What I found really interesting is that um, it's going to be a 3.0 liter flat six with a 94 horsepower electric motor capable of producing 229 pound feet of torque, mm-hmm. um, 10.8 kilowatts per hour. Um, and the hybrid setup will allow for 485 horsepower and 561 pound feet of torque, um, zero to 62 in 3.5 seconds, top speed of 197. This won't happen until probably around 2000, a little after 2020 ish. Yeah. Which I found really interesting. And I think it's really fun to look forward to that future because that's where we're headed. Yeah. But I have to be honest with you. I was a little... Well, I'll say this. I've only now recently started um, following Formula One. Mm-hmm. And the biggest gripe even no, now. I still with the, don't really follow. You still don't really. <laughs> I just, I mean, I've only started this past season. Um, uh-huh. And I'm sure through the show, you probably get into it. I think sure. you'll enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. So don't come for me with the Formula One knowledge. Because I'm not <laughs> claiming to know anything about it. I've only started watching. Um, but even now, one of the biggest complaints is that the engines right now don't sound like they used to because I believe they're V8s now, whereas they used to be V10s. I may in, be wrong. In what? Huh? In what? In which cars? In the Formula One cars. 
Oh, yeah. A lot of them are sixes now. Sixes, right? Okay, yeah. so they're sixes. They used to be V10s. Uh-huh. So that's a big complaint coming out now. And the reason I bring that up is because one of the complaints that everyone's having about the EV movement is that the cars won't sound like a menace, right? Yeah. <laughs> so when we get to that point where we're completely, completely hybrid, or not even completely hybrid, just completely electric. Yeah. Because I think there's going to come a time where the 911 is just electric. Right. It's not going to be for another 10 years. It's going to be way down the line. Mm-hmm. But at some point, I think all cars are going to be electric. The complaint is that, I mean, it's not going to sound like it sounds now. Yeah. How, what do you think they're going to do to combat that? Well, the flat six has been a legendary motor in Porsche since the damn near the beginning. Uh, they did add two turbochargers to it in recent years, which caused the hoopla. They did the same thing for the M3. They've basically done it for every automobile, every performance automobile in existence. Um, but it's the way of the world now. I mean, you have to you have to meet regulations if you want your cars on the road. Right. Like there's no ifs, ands or buts about it. Um, honestly, the engine specs sound really good. Electric torque, electric torque, uh, batteries from electric motors give instantaneous torque. I mean, the kinetic uh, systems that they use to uh, generate extra power, you know, when braking between gear changes, all of this can be used and fused with an electric motor to channel energy back into the drivetrain to be able to squeeze more power out of it, which is essentially the holy trinity, at Mm -hmm. least all three of them essentially have not really used electric power as much as abused it to get more out right. of what they have. Um, to be honest, the hybrid will probably, you know, sound the same as a standard electric car, like a wee, yeah, you know what I mean, <laughs> like a Rimac or something like that. <laughs> um, We're looking at but, you, Richard Hammond. <laughs> <laughs> One day he's got to get on here and explain himself properly. Yes, because the Drive Tribe interview, I was kind of like, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. He that was, was a scare. When that news broke, that was legitimately scary. And yeah. I was like, please don't let. And they didn't man. have any footage of it. That only, no. only that, that calculator footage. Yeah. We saw. But I mean, he was okay. And the dude is the Rimac owner is like 20, 19 years old. He's like, oh, yeah, we build another one. You know, <laughs> he doesn't care. He doesn't care. But I'm excited for it. I think if Porsche stands behind something, they'll get it done. They don't put out. You know, BS. Yeah. If they have to switch to electric, I feel like they won't get rid of gasoline unless they absolutely have to. Um, but these electric motors, they will persist until their models. I did see the 992 generation. The Carrera will now start with 400. Carrera S450. Yes. Turbo S620. The G- Now, I, I can't believe I almost forgot to say this. The GT3 will retire the 4-liter flat 6 and get the same 3.8-liter twin-turbo flat 6. It's wow. in the GT2, which means that I have to make that my next car. <laughs> because... There's only the and the NA flat six is only left in one car. Now. Wow! And I need to own that motor before I die, so I might just put off my house purchase. So you just mentioned basically everything that was in the model above is just kind of just shimmying down. So I just read the McLaren five seventy S is pretty much encroaching on the what is it seven twenty numbers? Oh, is it really? Yeah. Um, which I find really interesting. So my my thought is, and I have to ask you, what do you think about this world where the supercars are getting becoming hypercars, yeah. and hypercars are becoming I don't know what the next ultimate 
I don't know right. what the next level is. Right. What are your thoughts on that? Because that's the scene. It seems like that's the does. where we're headed. And the the cheaper super mini hypercars are also outselling the more expensive ones because the performance differences are negligible. If you think about cars like the Lamborghini Huracan versus the Aventador, mm-hmm. everybody's got a Huracan. Not yeah. everybody, but extra 200 grand, 180 grand isn't justified. Huracan is probably, but makes better use of the power, better use of the all wheel drive system. It's a smaller car, more of a sports car offering. I think it's the same case. Um, Honestly, on a smaller scale, I think that's happening to the Cayman and the 911 because the Cayman is actually a, technically a better driver's car than the 911. Mid-engine layout, probably better usage of its power, right. less weight, less money. Um, I do agree with that. I think that's definitely happening. And uh, Apex story of the hypercar on Netflix. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that. I haven't seen that. If you guys, obviously you guys have Netflix. It's on my list. Yeah. You have to watch that. Um it's a fantastic hypercar documentary, and it documents the Holy Trinity. Chris Harris is in it. Um, a lot of guys are in there, and they basically talk about how we're going to get to a point where the human body will not be able to withstand the Gs and the forces that these cars generate. They're literally going to have to. I mean, the P1 is driven by a human, and and the Gs that it that it creates in the oversteer. And manipulating that power is already beyond the scope of most people. Just how much faster do you want to get? Yeah, I'm fine with an M3, actually. Yeah. (laughs) I mean... (laughs) But it's it's basically... I think it begs the question, like, for instance, like, not only how much faster can you get, how much faster do you want to go? Exactly. I think it's... Don't get me wrong. I think it's really cool that all these companies... It's a um, pissing contest. It is a pissing contest. And I think it's cool that... You got companies like uh, Apollo and Zenvo and all these oh, garage. Yeah, I had to name it. Yeah, no, I had to get you with that one. Oh, but all these companies that are coming out of these garages from nowhere mm-hmm. are trying to bend. Or like the Devil 16, for instance. 320 oh, yeah. horsepower, 3,000. 5,000, 4,000. I'm sorry, 320 um, miles per hour. Miles per hour. 321 miles per hour. car. 3,000 horsepower. Unbelievable. It's ridiculous. Where are you going to take that? To the club. <laughs> <laughs> to fur or and something fur. like that. <laughs> That's so Yo, not open anymore. Don't. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'm not that old, guys. Come on, no, <laughs> Neither am I, dog. It's not open anymore, though. Oh, okay. I'm going to verify that and get back to you. Um, one thing I wanted to ask you about. BMW M3. Oh, no. Hit All me with right. it. So... If you guys want an M3, you have until May to get it because that's when it's getting the X. Now, I found this out by accident, actually, because I usually check the news on the cars that I either own or that I'm obsessing over. And I check them every single day on Google and I just go to news and I just look for stuff. And I learned that basically because of emissions, the M3 production will be halted now. The first first thing that we noticed as of last year in August that the carbon fiber drive shafts were going to be excluded from M3s and M4s uh, moving forward from about August 2017. Right, uh, the carbon drive shaft uh, basically it's better for acceleration uh, responsiveness. It's the M3 is known for that. My car has one. It was a December 2016 build, uh, but. Because the auto particle filter does not fit the carbon drive shaft and that's required for the car to pass emissions, they switched it to steel. Now, 
it seemed to piss a lot of people off. I mean, a lot of people are upset. Unless you're pushing the car to its limits, you're not going to notice a difference. Or if you drove them back to back. BMW is good at what they do, so I'm pretty sure differences were negligible. Um, especially with a torquey engine. Uh, the World Harmonized Light Vehicle Test Procedure uh, goes in effect in June. Uh, basically denotes that the auto particle filter needs to be fitted. It's the same story with the 911 in the hybrid drivetrain that they're working on. Right. Um, the M4 is surprisingly unaffected by this, though, and it'll get the new drivetrain and continue to move forward. I think it's due to sales, just because people want coupes over sedans, despite right. the fact that the M3 has a pretty solid following. Um, there was no specific reason that spoke to or alluded to the cutting off of the production, but I mean, we can infer what it was. I mean, M3 sales, M4 sales, you guys are continuing on with the M4 as planned. There's no reason why you wouldn't be able to do the same for the sedan unless the cost isn't justified with the amount of units that you're actually moving. I actually saw an M3 on the way here, almost <laughs> crashed. Oh, great. So they're not that uncommon, but I mean, basically at the end of the day, we have about two years before we'll see another one, which means that pre-owned market values are probably going to go up for these. So I'll be keeping mine. More importantly... The Alpha Julia. Oh, no. We talked about this extensively last week. It's a competitor. I mean, you got to think that they're going to get a nice surge, right? Yeah, they might. I mean, or people will just go to AMG like they usually do. True, true. <laughs> I've been seeing more Alphas a little bit more often. One I saw, I actually saw the SUV. Oh, the Stelvio. Yeah, the stove. Yeah. <laughs> another another SUV with a horrible name. The stove. Well, that's actually... I guess I actually I like the name because it's named after the Stelvio Pass, which is probably one of the greatest street driving roads in the world. I did not know that. Yeah, I'm unqualified to be on this podcast, <laughs> but it's okay. Yeah, the Stelvio Pass. It's it's. I love the name very, now. You, you I love, love it. Now, I love right? it. Now. It's it's that like sense. you know it's like Julia. The spelling makes it okay. I I liked it though when I well, I mean I've seen it before, but at first seeing it in for the first time in person. Uh, in the metal looked really good. It's pretty cool. Um, but I got to say, I know we try not to talk too much about SUVs, but um, in, in a positive light, of course. Um, <laughs> but actually the Jaguar F-Pace. Yeah. That's a really nice one, too. I, really, I like really, that a lot. It's a good size supercharged V6 for yeah. the top end one. I like that a lot. I really like it. And it, it's very, it's not too common, but it's, right. it's, it's it sells well. I saw one the other day and I was... um. Again, it caught me off guard, and I was like, okay, th these things might be mm -hmm, usable. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They <laughs> <laughs> get the job done. You're right. Um, I, this is not part of our news story. We only have a few more minutes to cover news. We'll probably go over a little bit, as always. But um, building off of your M3 story, it was reported that Jeep will halt production of the current Wrangler platform to make way for the new uh, JL platform, which will— The truck? The truck. the truck, they're wow. going to be, so I'm, I'm assuming that the truck platform will serve as, because they're not going to stop making the current Wrangler, but right. the new platform will be, will give them the ability to do both the truck and the current I think that will be better. I'm excited. Yeah. This is a truck I've been waiting for. Like if I had to buy a truck, um, this is the one I would buy. Yeah. This is the one I would sell the farm. I would. I, I would, could see you with that. Oh, I would love it. Yeah. Um. You know, I actually, before I got the GTI, uh, maybe not so much the GTI, before I got the Jetta back in 2016, I did toy with the idea of the Colorado. Um, I like, that's that's pretty cool. That's a good like size. It. It's sporty. It looks good. I think so. different variants of it. Um, I agree. And um, 
But I always kind of said, if, if I'm ever going to have a truck or an SUV, it had to have been a Jeep. It had to be a Wrangler. Mm-hmm. And um, this would be the perfect one. However, I got to say the fanboys for this one. Oh, Lord. I mean, can you, you're going to see, if you think it's bad seeing the amount of Jeeps, lifted Jeeps now, <laughs> can you imagine the amount of Wrangler trucks we're going to see? It's going to be over. Why are we going to die there? <laughs> <laughs> and we get so much in Maryland. Yeah, this whole area. Um, last week, actually, when we were on our way to Philly, we um, we actually passed the convoy. I think they were onto like a Jeep show or something. Oh, really? It was nice. It was dope. I mean, I love the builds, but single handedly destroying the ozone. <laughs> you gotta love it. Um, this is why <laughs> EV stuff is pushed on us like this. Electric Jeeps. Uh, I mean, among a lot. Oh, oh, there's a hot take. It's gonna need like forty batteries <laughs> to power one wheel. It's on its way. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> The one other thing that I wanted to talk about before we get to our last bit of news, the 2018 Lexus LC 500. We're making its debut in the new Black Panther film from Marvel. Hmm. I'm excited for Black Panther. I don't know if you're into the well, you have a Captain America shirt on right now. I do have a Captain America shirt on. Are you into the Marvel movies, the superhero realm things? Sometimes. Sometimes. I haven't. I'm not. I guess I'm very busy, so I've got like a lot of things to do, but I enjoy watching them when I when you can yeah. right um i used to really be big into them i'm a big nerd so I, I mean there's no no surprise there um i used to really be into them but um it, there there are too many films now i can't keep yeah track. there are too many um and then the investment you have to put into watching one understanding means, the story yeah, and don't try to, to get watch in, the don't rest try of to them. get in conversation with somebody oh man this is just as bad as star wars people I, I'm a Star Wars person. I am too. Are you? Okay, yeah. good. We're yeah. good. I, I mean, I'm saying I'm bad. You know, we're <laughs> yeah, bad. Like, yeah. you know, it's not a bad thing. No, not they like get insulting it gets them. Awful. It's just like don't try to act like you know what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Well, I guess we we're doing the same thing with cars almost to a certain extent. Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it exists in every show. <laughs> um, but the Lexus LC 500 will be in the movie. This was really just an opportunity for me to dog <laughs> grills again. I'm just. Yeah, You're like yeah. laughing because you know. No. Just it's no. It's, no. A, it's a no for you, dog. It's a no for me, dog. It's a nice looking car, I guess. The color is cool, iridescent blue, 21 inch alloy uh, wheels, white interior. Um, the car will be making a, an appearance in the movie, right? In the movie where it'll do all types of things like camouflage and who really oh, cares? Also, the car has features. It has, it has features. It has powers. Wow. Yes. Major yes. product placement. Major. Major Damn. key. Major key. <laughs> yeah. If, if all the cars that have been in movies, um, I mean, we could probably do a great podcast about that. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, um, it doesn't do it for me, man. Yeah. I, um, well, what I will say is, I guess that's kind of supposed to be what in like an RC successor or like an up, a step up from it. I, this car, I actually, it's funny because I actually kind of like this car. Oh, man. So, yeah. Look, <laughs> we're going to have to have some conversations <laughs> here. <laughs> <laughs> soundproof put uh, uh soundproof glass in between us when we're recording this every episode that goes by we find out more and more that we differ on so <laughs> many more opinions that that's just, what makes us great right like all the ugly stuff <laughs> but i actually uh the movie looks dope i do want to see the movie oh for sure I, we, we're gonna have to yeah but the car itself it actually has been a finalist for a lot of best driver's cars of 2017 just because i feel like people are just so shocked that lexus actually came out with something that could be driven without feeling like a sluggish pig of a car you know what i mean it's got a v8 or a hybrid drivetrain or what have you but i think it's i think it looks 
awesome. I genuinely like the look of it. It looks different for Alexis. I'm I'm brooding behind the microphone. You can't see. <laughs> um, I actually, I'll say this. I like the back of the Lexus a lot stylistically. Yeah. Again, the front of it though, it looks like a snowplow. Yeah. Mixed with Jay Leno's jawline. Yeah, and Darth Vader. And Darth Vader combined into one. And I don't know why. Yeah, I wouldn't buy it. I think it's cool. I still wouldn't buy it. Yeah, I would not even look at it. <laughs> I really did like the, um, I was the RCF that they did a while ago. I like that. I thought that was kind of a cool car. Yeah. But I don't understand their badging. <laughs> I, I Is this a car that they're just going to abandon, like the LFA? I don't know. Oh, no. We can't mention the LFA in this conversation. That car already looks dated. Man, I love the LFA. I did too. I was really hoping that it was a Supra, but you know how that went. (laughs) (laughs) We take what we can get and then we just, you know, then we bash them later. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. (laughs) Grid Girls. I don't know. I mean, you've, you've, I know you don't watch Formula One per se, but I'm sure you're familiar with. Well, yeah, the the concept I'm familiar with. And I I did write a lot for this, but I'm going to consolidate it. Sure. So, first of all, I guess just to give some brief background, Formula One has nixed the idea of employing girls to be on the formula one grids they basically do different things they're not just eye candy they speak to uh partners they wear sponsorship gear uh things of that sort and i have a i actually got some quotes from some of the articles uh from some of the ex-grid girls Charlotte Gash uh, said that it's upsetting and I'm rather disgusted that F1 have given into the minority to be politically correct. I'm one of the lucky ones that I don't have to rely on this as a main source of income, but there are girls out there who do. My role was interacting with the crowd and we were there as an advertisement for sponsors. We loved doing it. We didn't want it taken away from us. I read about other girls that actually were able to start advertising and promotional agencies and own businesses as a result of their interactions with these vendors. Um, but I just think we live in rough times, man. The times are extremely volatile. A lot of the uh, sexual assault allegations, a lot of the people coming out, you know, it's a, it's not really a time, I guess, to even halfway portray the potential objectification of women. Yeah. And I I am in total agreement with that. But the first thing I thought of when reading this was, you know, how did they fe- how did the girls feel about it? Like, of course, complaints are one thing and everything like that. But a lot of them. They were employed. I mean, that was what they had chosen to do. I mean, there would be opportunities, I guess, to promote a bit more equality, maybe on the corporate side or, you know, high levels of, you know, management or administration or what have you. I mean, that'd be different, but I kind of feel like the decision was very abrupt. Uh, And the the dude who, I guess, made the decision, uh, his name was, what was his name? Uh, Q Jeopardy Music. (laughs) Uh, basically, the gentleman, I didn't even care enough to write his name. Down, <laughs> it was a guy. Yeah, no no longer fitted in with new brand image. Look, I don't know. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I don't know what the situation is in motorsports when it comes to the role that women play. Right. We're in a really interesting time where a lot of things are happening that aren't so good. Sexual assault is no joke. Um, and I guess they've been they've been happening. Just the coming to light of it the might be a thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you, and I guess the thing it sucks for the women that again that do depend on this stuff. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I guess time will tell. 
I mean, at the end of the day, they got rid of it. It won't stop the sport from taking place. You no. know what I mean? Different alternatives uh, will be considered as far as promotion and stuff like that. But this was definitely a PC move. Definitely 100% PC move. That was the biggest takeaway uh, for me was the sport's not going to change. It's not going to affect the sport. But I know from my one year of following F1 and seeing the massive amounts of complaints that come in week to week on just because whoever didn't win, they're going to try to convince you on the boards that this is going to change everything, that this is going to make Max Verstappen slower. You know what I mean? Like this is going to make people go up in arms for no reason. I guess, I guess the last thing that I want to say on this is, is that I did see a picture that they used for a news article of Lewis Hamilton standing in front of a group of them. And that revealed everything. This is exactly why they're getting rid of them is because there's an affiliation with Lewis Hamilton. Oh, of course. And people hate him, so they just got rid of them. That's exactly what it is. Blame Lewis Hamilton for everything. Come on, Lewis. Not really car-related, but do you think this is going to leak into the NFL? Do you think we see cheerleaders go away? They do have male cheerleaders, just saying. Yeah. Uh (laughs) They probably won't have the men wear what the women wear, but... um, Right. There's no such thing as a gritty guy, not that I know of. No. But we I do mean, have female racers. Yeah. And they also have the the ring card girls in boxing. Right. I mean, these people, and that means they'd have to take it away in school. You know what I mean? And a lot of these girls, it's a form of recreation. I mean, they develop friendships there. I feel like people, they really scrutinize this a bit too much, in I my think opinion. So. Like, because cheerleaders have been there forever in the NFL. Right. Like, women women are extremely important in the roles that they play in a lot of these in a lot of these sports and in a lot of these events that take place you know they're appreciated yes. and they also provide a different dynamic i think that's being lost on people you know what it is it's it's truly the fans or the men that ruin it for the rest of us and it's ruin it for them fault. Always. I mean, it's. I mean, whoever is objectifying or harassing, oh, it is. I mean, it know, only takes one person. It only takes one person. You know. <laughs> um, beautiful women and cars, they go together. Yeah, you know, like and I don't mean movies. that in an objective, in a, you know, in a bad way or anything like that. I just, it Everybody is. Everybody, send him your hate mail. You <laughs> gosh, it's coming. Get him out of here. I'm gonna delete the Twitter. Um, <laughs> and I, I think it's sad because a lot of it is for a lot of models that it's another outlet for them to make money mm-hmm. nothing more than that right and it's um it's the wrong people that overly sexualize they don't know when to stop right you know exactly. that completely continue to gawk over like dude you've seen a chick before so <laughs> yeah. oh, maybe they haven't probably not because they're behind their keyboards complaining they're behind the keyboards looking at the chicks that well that i was didn't was in to go there but there's <laughs> that too there's that too oh Brett. man, oh, man. That is it for the news. <laughs> and cut. And cut. No. Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens with uh, with everything else as we continue to get more politically correct. To segue, to segue into this, did you want to tell them your story? I guess when in going into the main topic. Yeah. I, a, I actually had a story. Th- I have a story this week. <laughs> it's a story it's, this week. Story time for me. Story time, kids. <laughs> um, yeah, that was my quote from last week. Um, story time, kids. So, as I told you, we were on our way to, because <laughs> I did say it twice, didn't I? This is a water market. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be on t-shirts. Story time, kids. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, no, we, I was on, um, again, I was on the way to Philly this week, and 
I didn't drive because I worked the night before and um, I don't get off until four in the morning. I DJ on the weekends, mm-hmm. um, not for extra money um, because it is. They're going to ban that <laughs> if they find out it's sexism. Why don't you have girl DJs? Get him out of there. I didn't drive. My fiance drove um, and I was I was supposed to be sleeping, but I, I couldn't stop thinking about the massive success, success we're having with the podcast. And I decided to start writing some more for the show. Yay. Um, Because that's what we do. We don't stop working. But the one thing that I started thinking about was just wagons and other hatchbacks and what other options do I have? Mm. Um, Ideally, I would love an RS3. Mm. Um, Again, I would love the Golf R, probably the RS3 more than that, obviously. That'd be a car, though. The RS3? Yeah. Yeah, the R3 wagon, which we don't get down here. Yeah. Um, you wait 10 years and you can bring it here. <laughs> I don't got that kind of time. I'm going to be like all the guys bringing down um, Skylines and stuff now. <laughs> Just import it and put a Toyota badge on it. You'd yes. Right. <laughs> Nobody's going to ask questions. But um, that got me thinking to this one episode of, I don't know if it was Top Gear or whatever it may be, but I remember they had done something on a Mercedes wagon or hatchback. Come to find out the car that I was really looking for was the A-Class. But what I stumbled upon was the... Drum roll. Drum roll as I get my notes. (laughs) I know it's the E63S, um, but I know there was some other... um, Some other fire... Some other numbers and stuff in front of it. So I just (laughs) wanted to make sure I had it right. But I know it is the E63S, but... Oh, it's really just the AMG E63 AMG E63S Formatic Plus. <laughs> yes. So what I stumbled upon was the AMG E63S wagon. Yes. Um, Man, I love this thing. I fell in love with it. And just everything that it had in it was amazing. And this wasn't even the stuff that I put into it. But uh, 600 horsepower at 627 pound-feet of torque, 0 to 60 in 3.4 seconds, mm. um, 4-liter bi-turbo V8, uh, which was really making me excited. I was going to say something else, but that would not be appropriate. Um, <laughs> Trials are arousing. Yes. <laughs> so I stole that from like Richard and James. And y- yes, yes. The trousers. Pitching a tent. Um, <laughs> no, I was really stoked by what I saw and... It started at one hundred and six, one hundred and ten thousand dollars, and then I built it, and it ended up coming up to one hundred forty-one thousand um, dollars, which is crazy it's for inevitable a that that happens, <laughs> right? They just nickel the nickel and diming process for these European companies is terrible. They don't stop. Uh, they want everything from you, your soul, um, everything, <laughs> your clutch foot because you won't need it. <laughs> you won't need it. I'm just kidding, guys. But <laughs> you're gonna get don't so much it. trouble, dog. <laughs> So I um really excited looking at this car to the point where I started telling my fiance next to me about it. And my exact quote was, I can get the kids to school very fast. Really fast. I bring that up because that's how perfect this car is. Yeah. It has does everything. The, it does everything. The perfect utility vehicle. It has a space for kids and it has the power for fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I I was blown away. But of course, they got me thinking. What else could I have around that price range mm-hmm. before I can take this car and put it into that attainable dream car spot? Right, right. What else can I have in that spot? Yeah. And there's some interesting cars on that list. 
And, and actually, the funny thing is, when I looked at it, it was cars that I can get in the price range of 100, 110. But mm-hmm. truly, there are a lot of cars that you can get even under that that are like way more affordable. 90, 80. 80, even 70 mm-hmm. that are spectacular. Mm-hmm. So some of the cars that we found on the list, and you might want to get started because my iPad died, of course. Did uh, it really? No, it didn't die, but it fell asleep. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was about to be like, we're going to be here for another two hours. All right. Well, I guess the first one that I'll, there's two actually. I'll start with the Porsche Cayman. I knew you would. Yeah, it was between that or the one after. But so you you met the GT4, right? I believe so. Yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. So and that says 100k. So is that the current going? That's the going value for them currently. From right? what I looked at, it was like the current 2017 ish models. Okay. Because yeah. they, <laughs> well. All right. Because they stopped. The GT4 is supposed to be released sometime in the coming year. They they stopped production of it in 2016. Okay. So, but it actually makes sense because the GT4, the resale value is close to 100 because that was like one of the benchmark driving experience Porsches that really changed the game for the GT sector. Right. Um, it's essentially... I think it's interesting because it's been nominated for numerous awards during the production period. Um, But all of the Caymans, essentially, even the base model one is a performance bargain. You lose the practicality. But I mean, at the end of the day, that the GT4 is one of my dream cars. Personally, I'm waiting for them to bring it back. I don't know what changes they'll it'll have undergone. But that is something that then you could probably have that for under 100. Oh, absolutely. I have maybe 10, 15,000 miles on it, but it's probably even less. DuPont registry would be a probably <laughs> yeah. a good source to to look for one of those, but I'm not going to spend that kind of money on a Cayman. <laughs> no. And then that's the thing about this list is very difficult. Like no matter what parameters I tried to Google, um, it was always either bringing up cars that were underneath a hundred or cars that were like between 100 and 200,000 400. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I don't want <laughs> for GT. Anyone you want <laughs> yeah. a slow American car? <laughs> like I think, um, some of the lower level McLarens had come up and some of the like Lambos and stuff, but that's what I wasn't. I was, was that geez, that wasn't what I was going for. Just lottery mixing today. Um, the Dodge Viper ACR, really was interesting to me yeah because i didn't really think you could truly get that for one hundred and seven thousand. but yeah. there it was listed around there um with like seventy thousand miles on it probably yeah i'm sure but <laughs> it was on there uh the nissan gtr for 109 that's definitely uh, possible you're not going to get the best trim of course um especially now because they've been going up in price they're not so affordable anymore i have a little bit of beef with that Honestly, with the, GTR? the GTR, I'm kind of disappointed in it. And I'll, I'll I drove explain. one and I really liked it. Oh, really? Um, my biggest thing with it was that it felt heavy mm, and it it's felt very big bulky. Car. Very, it very is a big, big car. Yeah. Uh, it was fun. It goes like hell. Yeah. Um, I mean, that is designed to do that. Designed to grip, designed to right. go. I mean, a pretty good grand tour, I yes. would assume. But I have a problem with the... I just have a problem with its price, actually. I feel like over the course of its production life, they've added 30 to 40 grand on top of it. They and did. When it first was announced... It was it, like 75 75, or like 79. That, right? And I think the top trim level was around like 83. 
Yeah, they haven't done enough to it to warrant that increase, no. to be honest. And honestly, I love the car, but unless I have serious disposable income, I'm not spending that on a Nissan. I genuinely yeah. am not spending that on a Nissan. Mercedes-Benz, I'll get a low, I'll get a lesser performing Mercedes-Benz right. for that money. There was before. a time where I would have. I'm not going to lie to you. I was yeah. a big, big fanboy for the GTR. Oh, yeah. It's, um, a, it's amazing. And you know what it is for me when they finally announced that it was finally hitting American soil. Mm-hmm. That was why it was so exciting for me. Oh yeah, you know that's what I mean. The, I think that's also why the prices have gone up. Oh, for sure. Because it's just it's that it's the it car. It is. It certainly is. Um, the last car on the list that um, eh, it didn't do nothing for me. It, it I love. I don't hate the car, but the Tesla Model S P ninety. You needed a fourth slot. Just, <laughs> just we need to pick a car. Oh, Tesla can do EV again. EV plug. It, I, I don't know. Like. Could I get this car in lieu of the Benz? Yeah, but would I? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think any of the cars on this list, apart from the ACR, would have been another like a choice for me. Yeah. I What I was actually going to say is that I guess with regard to the list, like each of the cars, they serve a completely different purpose. Like they represent, they have a specific representation for their respective classes. I think they're among the leaders in each of their classes. Uh, the E63S, it's really a unicorn, to be honest, particularly in the wagon trim. Mm-hmm. It's just we we you can only special order the car similar to the Volvo V90 and a lot of other station wagons that are offered because it's like for every station wagon that could be taking up space on a lot, you have 10 SUVs there that are right next to it. And those SUVs are going to sell before the wagon. It's just yes. how this country works. You know what I mean? And for that reason, you don't see many of them. I mean, and that was my next point, because while I was looking at the wagon, the E63 on the website, no matter which direction I went in, that car was bookended by a number of SUVs. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not exclusive to Mercedes. That's almost anywhere and everywhere you go. And I think it sucks that we're really seeing a decline in the wagon age, you know what I yeah. mean? Like that is yeah. such a honestly perfect people, car. People love things that are either too big or too small. I mean, not taking anything away from our hatchback because we both own hatchbacks, right? Um, but I feel like the in between of something that's not nine feet long, like <laughs> yeah, or nine feet off the ground, like right. an SUV, just get a car and add an extra bay to add the extra, the the sloping roof line and the cargo space to it. Right. It's easier to load. It's better on gas. It's lighter. It, a lot of them are extremely attractive. I just don't, I, it, we literally might as well be on a different planet from Europe because everything there is an estate or I, I actually call the E63S formatic estate an estate because that's, that's what it is. What, yeah. That's what, that's what it is. Yeah. But you know, it's, I think it's a miracle that that car is even here offered in the States. Yeah. I think it's a blessing. And I feel like if you have, if you're listening to this and you have the money to buy that, you should buy that and don't buy a GLE 63 or a GLA 63 or a GLS or a G, blah, 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 whatever it is. <laughs> GLA, GLC, GLE, GLS. Um, what else do they have? Uh, the G wagon, you know, which would be my choice, but I would get no range on my gas. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, babe, where are we going? Nowhere. Wherever the tank <laughs> takes us. So the the G wagon um, typically gets sixteen miles per gallon, 
<laughs> my trip to work is 5.86 miles, rounded up, whatever. Right. I would literally be chained, be getting gas every three days. <laughs> or not even every three days. I'm sorry. Every day and a half. Every day and a half. That's a trip to, to work, back home. And back to work, get gas in D.C., and then come back home. Hopefully the tank is at least like 25 gallons or something like that. Mm, well, maybe. I mean, it's a it's a big truck. Like like the, the mini tank is 14, so that has to be at least 24. It's literally triple the size of, of our cars. I don't know. I don't know. Because I remember reading something that it was like horrible on gas. No, it is. It is. It weighs like 12,000 pounds. Because I remember when they first originally um, were released, they were getting seven miles to the gallon. <laughs> that reminds me of like that insane statistic of the Bugatti Chiron. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you know, it sucks in like a, a 400 square foot rooms worth of oxygen in every minute and it'll deplete its tank in nine minutes flat out. It's like, yo, I need this. Like, what, where am I going to go where now? Where am I going to go? Just gonna, why, are you, why are you speeding to run out of gas? Don't ask. I got money. Well, at you least know. you have more gas stations than hybrid plug-in pumps or whatever. That's true. For know, now. Plugs. <laughs> I guess to, 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 we were talking about the Tesla, weren't we? That was the last we thing we were talking we about. I was just going to say that, like I said in the other pod, I have a huge respect for the EV movement. I don't respect it enough to give up my gasoline cars. Not and, quite yet. And yeah, and like I, I just while I know that they're here, I need to be able to enjoy them. So we might as well just do that until yeah. we're forced to, you know, future generations when we're dead and gone, and you know they might listen to this and be like, I wonder what it was like to own a gasoline powered car you know what i mean yeah. they'll never know how it was because they never had it to experience right you know what i'm saying so it is what it is i mean at the end of the day out of all those cars i take the wagon i don't care yeah <laughs> um especially if it's an e63 yes that thing is gorgeous uh goes like hell um i i don't again i mean today's episode seems to be really wrapped in the whole ev movement for some reason i don't think we planned on that <laughs> <laughs> it just happened that way i have nothing against them uh, I think we're finally getting to the point where they're building EV cars that look respectable. Yeah. Um, it pains me to say this, but even the vulgar stylings of the Priuses <laughs> are kind of cool. Yeah. They look the, futuristic. The Prius Prime is dope. Yeah, bro. it is dope. I think I said that too in the other podcast. How do you think you have? Like where I compared the Raptor to it, but I've been toying around with buying that just because... I want the money back from the government <laughs> and, you're, you're and I want this. Well, you, I could stance it. <laughs> They're dope stance. I'm not going to lock. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, but that's <laughs> just a way. They're but, dope though. But, but honestly, the interior, the interior mimics that of a Tesla. It's got a nice touch screen. It's got be- a lovely amount of space, extremely practical. And I think it looks really good. But they're almost forty grand. They are. I was gonna say. You know what I mean? And it's like when you see one of them, you're like, man, he could have bought a three series with that or something. You know what I <laughs> yeah. mean? Like, but I, I don't know. I, you never know how things will turn out in the future. I mean, it might be in the cars. It might not be. But right. if it is, then you know you're gonna have to find a new co-host. Um, we could actually record out of that. It probably has a podcast adapters. <laughs> it probably there, does. So. You probably oh, upload your open and everything to it. Vegans buy this car. We have plenty of ports. Too, <laughs> you know. The um, 
Well, you know, Dodge toyed with the wagon, with the Magnum. Uh, and that did not do well because it got discontinued almost immediately. It's a drug dealer's car. It is a drug dealer's car. I hated that car. Did you? Yeah. There was a, there was a moment in time where I liked it because it was different from everything else. SRT was cool. It did have a mean stance to it. It but did. It just kind of looked like, you know what it looked like? It looked like a brick with some wheels on it. It looked like a Lego. A Lego. <laughs> a Lego with a smaller Lego piece on top, on top which of is it. supposed to be the, the roof and yes. stuff like that. Every time I'd see that, I'd be like, look, at, it looks like a, a rolling, like one of those carnival ships. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then and then they'd put 26s on it, and then it'd be boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Boom. The, you know, it's funny. Now we're just going into a whole different place right. but i don't hate the magnum guys the magnum Sean started the 300 maybe this is all other podcast what what are the top drug dealer cars the chrysler 300 for sure for sure uh any lexus truck <laughs> actually hold on yeah since we're just pivoting at this moment we're, we're gonna end soon i promise um just bear with us please um did you know the crap was it the toyota what's the top toyota suv the land cruiser the land cruiser uh-huh. do you know how much that costs it's gotta now you mean right now it's probably like 70 dollars starting that's my next car that i love the land cruiser i, was I gonna ain't gonna lie it's I was gonna say, that's a toyota i'm not gonna see any you <laughs> can go to a toyota dealership what do you want a land cruiser excuse me mercedes what? is over there All right you can get you a c-class for that <laughs> I'm not going to lie. If I had to choose an obscure <laughs> a nice SUV, car. I'm going Land Cruiser. That's a dope. And it's it's really massive. It, it, I'd, I'd choose a Land Cruiser over a uh, Escalade. Same. Navigator. Same. No. <laughs> the, uh, the new Navigator is dope. Oh, is it? Yeah. I thought you. I thought when you said the, uh, I thought you were bringing up the new Lamborghini Urine that I hate so much. I love that car. You sent me One a day. message today. What did I say? I sent Sean a message saying, uh, uh, it was a post of the Urus. And, Urus. Uh, the Urus. The urine. The urine. urine. <laughs> and I said that that should be our new production vehicle. And he said, and I quote, I'd rather ride in a Ford Transit van. No, no, no. I'd rather drive a Ford Transit van. He says that like it's better. I'm, I'm I'm sticking to my guns, bro. I would much rather drive a Ford oh, Transit yeah. van. I will ride the urine. Okay. <laughs> and of course, the one that you sent me was yellow. They're all <laughs> All of them are yellow, bro. Like, I'll change my tune when I see them on the street. Just like, I love the FK We're never going to see one, man. You know you're right. I've seen a couple <laughs> Lambos in the area, though. I've seen a 458 in the you area. You know, it's an SUV. We're going to see it. Well, exactly. Yeah. I've seen a 458. I've seen a... I don't know if it was a Huracan. Probably. I know I've seen a Merchilago before here. Um, <laughs> we'll see it. It's an SUV. We'll see it. Yeah. We'll definitely see it. Maybe at the auto show. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to play nice. We bet. Oh, geez. I don't want to interview those dweebs. <laughs> Who are the people at Toyota? No. I know. The folks representing the fine company of Lamborghini selling a yellow if it's blue, you have to interview them. Damn it. I'll take you up on that. Well, on that bombshell. On <laughs> <laughs> oh, that terrible disappointment. You know what? I hate how they like just change certain things for the show. We're ne- You know what? When Grand Tour ends this season, we'll do a review. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. We'll definitely do a review. But 
Seriously, though, on that bombshell, that is it for uh, Through the Apex. Thank you for joining us. You could follow us on Twitter, Instagram, through the underscore Apex. There you go. And uh, we'll be at the DC Auto Show this week. Um, you'll hear that audio next week. We're going to get some interviews with some representatives, some uh, other car enthusiasts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, did I miss anything? Uh, no, I guess the through the Apex social media is plugged. Uh, I'll plug mine again. I guess some of course. Plug our individual ones. Uh, don't I've got the luxury of never plugging social media again because my <laughs> website's got it all. MachineGain-Labs.com. Bam! Right there. Brett. Top right hand corner. You'll see all his socials. All the socials. All the socials. Our podcast is there. Blogs are there. Supplements. Uh, a lot more content to come in the future, too. Sean and I are going to be running ourselves into the ground. Because that's what we do for you. Because we love you. And we want to thank all of you for listening to yeah. the podcast. All the on... feedback has yes, been really it's awesome. Been great. We really appreciate you guys. It's I, was, I thought I'd be getting more. We thought I'd get more haters and like more. <laughs> what the hell are you guys doing? This is crap. Right. Um, <laughs> Go back to your nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been really good. And thank you guys all for listening. Again, follow us at through the underscore Apex Instagram, Twitter. If you want to get involved in the conversation, if you want to yell at us, that's the place to do it. Um, we will have an email address mm-hmm. uh, for direct contact uh, next week. Yeah. And um, you could find me at the Sean Rosa and um, my website will be coming soon. I'm very close. And um, yeah. Yeah. And remember. <laughs> There's no such thing as a Ferrari killer. There's no such thing as a Ferrari killer. Even if you can kill a Ferrari, it's still a Ferrari. Unless it's a California. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. Have a good week, guys. Take care.